want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want it all. Said I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all. Yo, what up? What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Taz Show. I am he, Taz. Thank you for downloading this episode on Apple Podcasts or Radio.com. You could be doing that on the website or the app. Or maybe you're checking out the show on Spotify. Maybe you're doing that over at the uh, Stitcher, Stitcher Radio City. That's probably not the full name, but you get my drift. Uh, what else we got? Anyway, you get your podcast, you're pulling the, ta- the tashu into your life. So that's very much appreciated. So thank you for that. I uh, hope everybody's doing good. Yes, indeedy. Uh, I'm going to do a task. Well, this will not be a task hall. It'll be a task hall towards the end of this week of uh, August 19th, the week of August 19th, 2019. Uh, so anyway, so there'll be a task hall at the end of the week that you guys could partake in. So best spot for that for you to interact is once we post it on my instagram which is t-a-z-t-a-l-k taz talk then you can pose your wrestling or wrestling question or any big brother questions the tv show or the cbs reality show big brother because for those that are new to my program i am a huge mock for big brother uh so that's what happens and uh that's the deal so uh um so uh, you know, so what else we got? We got, so yeah, we got that. We got, um, oh yes. Uh, I, this guy, uh, oh, this episode here, I'm going to talk about I'm fumbling him. So I was reading an email this episode. We're going to get into talking about the big gigantic news of NXT, uh, now will be on the USA network. So we'll talk about how that impacts potentially, uh, what's going on with AEW as they're fixing to be on TNT uh, on Wednesdays. So Wednesdays are going to become very interesting for wrestling fans. So we're going to talk about that in this episode. Um, a couple of things I want to handle, I guess, you know, back in the day on the Taz show when I was daily, um, uh, it's, we used to do something called uh, house cleaning. And that's kind of like what, what this is here, a little bit of house cleaning. So the Chris Morgan, uh, remember the little bagel guy, the angry bagel boss guy. Yeah. So apparently um, he is a uh, Taz Mark. Okay, he's a Taz Mark. So, uh, and that's fine. That's fine if he's a Mark. You are a Mark. And I par- apparently another double. Apparently, that's two. Apparently's. He and I actually met before. How about that? He and I, me and the Bagel Boss guy, actually met several years ago. Yes, exactly. These things happen because I'm a world traveler. Uh, I live on Long Island in New York, and I actually met him on Long Island. So really, the world traveling shit has nothing to do with it. So here's the thing. I I go into the studio to do the daily radio show, Taz and the Moose, on CBS Sports Radio, and I go in early, and I got, you know, I'm looking on the Internet, and so then I go into the Twitter, and then I see a photo where I look like a giant. Now, I've taken a lot of photos with someone where I'm shaking their hand, over my years and getting the chance to meet either fans or athletes or other fellow pro wrestlers or what have you, or just people in general that I just meet. I meet many people everywhere. I'm just, I'm very friendly. 
And I'm like, why do I look like a giant in this photo? Like literally, I, I, that's what I tweeted. I look like I'm one of the, the, the lost third member of the powers of pain. You know, I, I like Warlord, Barbarian, and Taz. So, so, and then I look, and the guy I'm shaking hands with is the guy Chris Morgan, the angry bagel boss guy. I'm like, the fuck? Where is this? How'd this happen? Where is this from? And he posted it on his Twitter and tagged me. And basically said something like he wants to get into WWE and he wants to fight. He's trying to go with the fame he has or 15 minutes of fame, whatever you want to call it. And I guess do something with it. Meanwhile, I think he's supposed to be having a fight. We talked about it in the past with Lenny Dyscher, the former New York Met. <clears throat> Nickname was Nails. Who's probably going to whoop this guy Chris Morgan's ass. So he's supposed to box him or some shit. So he tags me and I'm like, oh, man, I didn't know I met this guy. So then when I get back to the casa later on, I, I'm talking to my kid, to my son, and I'm like, yo, you know the Bagel Boss guy? He goes, yeah, he's hilarious. I go, all right, whatever. But, you know, he's 20 years old, my kid, so you know, shit like that to him and his friends is funny, you know. It's kind of funny to me, too. But anyway, is that so wrong? <laughs> For those that watched it. Anyway, I digress. So I show him the picture. I go, he starts cracking up laughing. He goes, all right. So he goes, I remember this. I go, what are you talking about? Like the photo. He's looking at me and Chris Morgan. Uh, Bagel Boss guy Jones. I said, "What are you talking about? What do you mean? How did?" He goes, "I took the photo." I go, "Where is this photo from?" I had no idea where the fucking where we took this picture. He, and he said it was in Deer Park. He was training. My son was training. This was before my kid had his driver's license. So this was probably, I'm thinking, five years ago, something like that, and uh, somewhere in that world. And I'm like, "Wait a minute." He goes, yeah, it's in Deer Park. Deer Park is an area of New York, of Long Island. It's in Suffolk County. So my son used to train at a facility for football players and lacrosse, youth lacrosse and football players uh, in the New York area, especially Long Island, train at this place. It's a really They have really good trainers there. A couple of my friends work there, so it's a legit fucking place. So when my son was younger, he used to train there to work on his speed and power and, you know, strength and conditioning and stuff like that and, and sports specific, you know. So... Um, the name of the place is Acceleration And uh, I don't know if it's still there or not I have no idea, but regardless uh, Give him a free plug because they're good guys And he goes, yeah, we were coming back from Acceleration And I'm like Oh shit, the Greek Takeout place, he goes, yes So there's a small Greek, it used to be I haven't been over there in a while, but there was this little Greek uh, food, Greek takeout Place, like on the corner In Deer Park, you know, right near Like the highway And we we ought to take out and bring it home. And my wife likes it too. So we would get, you know, maybe some souflaki or maybe some tzatziki. You know, I like all the Greek food, right? So some pita, P-I-T-A. Yeah, some of that shit. And he goes, we go in there. And then this little guy, this is my kid telling me the story because I couldn't remember. I've been hitting the head a million times. He goes, and a little guy was fucking going crazy when he saw you, Dad. I go, really? He was going nuts. I go, I remember now that you're saying it. He goes, um... Uh, and you, me, I mean, my son's telling me this Because you thought he was funny Like just the way he looked and the way he was acting I go, I remember, he was fucking hilarious And I go, I think I told you to take a picture of me and him He goes, yes, and he was going crazy Because he's getting to take a picture with you I'm like, aha, and so that's what happened So my son used the guy Chris Morgan's phone And said, here, take a picture You know, I, I, And so we took a picture So that's the backstory on I had, when this whole thing blew up With the Bagel Boss guy Which, it was Three week three weeks ago, hot news. Now everyone's forgotten about it. Now and I'm still talking about it. That's pretty funny, but I I didn't know. 
I, I, I didn't know I met him. I had no idea of any of this shit. Not that my kid saw the video, he didn't know either. But when he saw the photo of us together, it was very funny. Watching my kid's face, he's like, "Oh, he had like this epiphany. Like, wait a minute, I know who this guy is." And then <laughs> he goes, "I took the picture," and then that's the story. So anyway, so uh, so that's the deal. So he follows me on Twitter. Of course, you know me. I don't follow him back. That's my gimmick. You know, Heel Jones. Uh, that's my thing. You know, that's my style. Um, so just complete douche at times. That's my gimmick. So. That's the deal on that. The other thing is uh, uh, that I want to tell you people before we talk about some of the t- the, the, the big news of obviously NXT going over to the uh, over to the USA Network. So we got to get into that in a second. Um, King of the Rings kicked off already now on Raw, which is nice. Um, I really enjoyed them. I, I I didn't get a chance to watch all of Raw. I had a TiVo it, so I still have to watch the rest of it. Truth be told, I usually do try to watch the bulk of it live, but. Sometimes it's tough, as you guys know, uh, for you guys and for me, for all of us to just, you know, pull in three hours uh, live every night. It's tough if you have work the next day or school, you have somewhere to be. It's just three hours is a pretty big commitment. So sometimes I cannot do it. I cannot do it. But I usually do pretty good with getting most of it in. But the Samoa Joe Cesaro match for in the King of the Ring, the first round match in, the, in their brackets, I loved. I loved it. I had a feeling I was going to love it. Joe won the match. Don't matter. They both both these two guys, they're tremendous workers. Uh, Sammy Zayn, Cedric Alexander, I did not see yet. Uh, uh, Cedric beat Sammy. So, you know, as you guys know, my last podcast, I think it was the last one, I did a whole King of the Ring prediction stuff. So, obviously, it was tough for me to predict how to do the brackets. But let's see. So far, I'm not looking at who I had advancing. Which I should do and I should tell Brian That's Brian's fault Brian is the producer of uh, the Taz show And sometimes Brian is a lazy shit And I get angry with him And he knows that And I've he jokes at times Brian says oh Taz you fired me on the air Like five or six times already yeah, That's just true But I love Brian and he keeps coming back And he's just sticking around So yeah I had Samoa Joe advancing over I think it was Baron Corbin But again he didn't work with Baron Corbin That wasn't the bracket But the heck with that we'll just go about who i had advancing i did have cedric alexander advancing and i had samoa joe advancing as i look at it now and i have those two wrestling each other so you know um i'm thinking the way they're doing their brackets i'm not looking at the WWE bracket so now they'll have cedric work with joe next week i guess um and then we'll see what they do on on smackdown uh which as i record this did not happen yet but anyway i did see that i also saw the stuff with um Roman Reigns, the first match I saw Roman Reigns and Dolph Ziggler I, th- I thought that was good too I thought it was, I mean Dolph, you know I think Dolph, uh, he's a tremendous worker And stuff like that and stuff you know, I've always put him over um, I think he needs a little a break And they gotta bring him back and, and revamp him And stuff like that It's just, it's not his fault He's just, he's getting it, It's getting to a point where I, I want to see something different out of him I mean he's got this different persona he's been doing Since SummerSlam But it's confusing They're not really explaining what the hell's going on with it well, Roman Reigns won the match, whatever. And then Jerry Lawler was doing a commentary along with Renee Young and Michael Cole because they said Corey was on vacation, which I thought was very interesting. Because in all my years working for WWE, I've never heard the word vacation. Uh, so, I mean, I'm not saying Corey doesn't deserve a vacation. I'm just saying vacation in general. I thought it was interesting they said that on the air. That was weird. Um, but it, usually when you work there, you don't hear that word. Um, but they they had Lawler doing the commentary early on because it was an angle set up for Bray Wyatt to do an attack on Lawler, which he did as the Fiend, which I thought was for, pretty cool. He attacks another Hall of Famer and he hits him with the mandible claw. 
So I thought that was well done, cool. And then they had brought Vic Joseph out to do commentary, you know, with Michael Cole and Renee Young. And and I caught a little bit of it, um, of what Vic Joseph. He does a solid job, the young guy. He does he does a good job from two oh five. And he, you know, he he's he's you know, he's a guy who's paid his dues. He's been paying his dues as an announcer before he even got to WWE. I don't know the kid. I might have met him in the past. I I can't recall. Um, but this is why I'm bringing his name up. I thought was very interesting. Um, Michael Cole and, and, you know, it was weird. Like he was, he's, he's the lead voice. He's the voice of raw for a lot of years. And when Vic Joseph came in, it was interesting because Vic Joseph took the lead and Michael Cole was not in the lead. And Renee Young was doing more color commentary, which she's, she's good at. And that's what Renee does really well in the position she's in with WWE at the announce desk. Let's just stick for a second to Michael Cole and Vic. I just thought it was interesting because I don't know how or why that happened. Um, it could just be Michael Cole giving him a chance to take the lead. You know, um, I believe he's done that when he handed over the reins uh, for SmackDown 2. I believe he did that with Tom Phillips. I'm pretty sure. So maybe I'm not saying he's giving the reins up to to. Raw for for Raw to Vic Joseph. I'm just saying, maybe give him a chance on a big stage to to be the lead, you know, play by play guy. Because he definitely now, I'm I'm just giving you a little backstory. Because like a lot of you guys might think, well, maybe Vic Joseph was just aggressive and he took the lead. That's not how this works. <laughs> you don't just take the lead. That's how you get in a lot of trouble. You know, that's discussed prior. Who the one voice is going to be? Who the lead voice is going to be? And it would be a foregone conclusion if I'm Vic Joseph and I'm sitting there, or if I'm Renee. Well, Michael Cole is the voice of Raw. I don't know if that came from you know hired a Michael Cole, if it came from Triple H, or I know Vince McMahon was not at the show, but maybe you know I'm sure Vince was communicating with with everybody there, you know, cell phone or whatever or an email. Um. I don't know. I, I'm truth be told, I don't know the reason why it happened. I'm not saying it was a bad thing. I thought Vic did a good job, and Michael Cole, he can play off and do any role. He's tremendous behind the desk. I always put Cole over, as you guys know. Um, he's a friend, and he's I'm a fan of his work for a long time, and and I and I I miss working with Cole, but um, I just thought that was odd. Now I see this is the thing with me, right? So, like if I I, I not if I. If I did ask Michael Cole that question, because I would feel awkward to ask him that, you know, offline, like private. I wouldn't like text him or call him and say, hey, dude, what happened? I just feel weird to do that, you know. And if I did do that and he told me, I wouldn't come out here and say why. <laughs> because I that's why I like the whole, those that listen to my stuff for a long time know I used to joke about saucers, you know, S O U R C E S, saucers, not like frying pan saucers. Uh, like oh, I don't use sources I don't believe in that I'm not a news guy That's not my thing I give an opinion From ex- living this Fucking business As an announcer And as a wrestler And as a trainer And being around For a lot of years At the highest level That's my shit Right So I don't utilize People that I know That would give me info So if I did talk to Cole And he did tell me What happened I probably wouldn't Tell you guys anyway So <laughs> But I'm not gonna ask him Because it, it is weird Because I don't know I don't know if that was His decision Or if his bosses said Listen we want him To take the lead Which would be odd Unless they just wanted To hear the kid You know In that in With the with the pressure With the real pressure Pressure on a live raw Because that's the mothership So let's see how he does Maybe that was the case Does this affect Michael Cole Or hurt him No Not, not at all Not one bit It's so next week When their regular team Is back there And Corey's back 
You're not going to think about it unless they're making some kind of announcer shift, which maybe that'll happen in the fall when all this stuff happens. I, don't, I have no idea. That could happen. Who knows? Um, we don't know. Um, but um, you never know. Anything's anything's you know, fair game. But I, that did jump out to me a little bit. I just wanted to bring that up and just mention it real quick because some of you guys did tweet me. Um, I noticed uh, uh, I, I wasn't on Twitter much last night. And I noticed it today, so it was like a day old reply. So I didn't get a chance to really reply. I forgot to talk about it on here. So you know, there were like, a lot of you guys like, "Well, what the heck's going on? Why is Vic in taking the lead role?" And I, you know, I'm with you on that. I'm not sure. And I, I just wanted to let you know how it happens. Sometimes it's not just Vic taking control himself. That's not. He's getting permission to do that from Michael Cole, and you know, and either Cole wanted to do that. And, you know, he cleared it with, you know, either Triple H, uh, Triple H uh, Paul Heyman, you know, Vince, uh, Stephanie, wh- whoever, whoever's, you know, whoever Cole's point person is, you know. So that that's that's probably what happened there. Or he just maybe he, Cole went to them and said, look, I think maybe let's give this guy a chance. Just let's hear him. Because I think Cole hires a lot of the announcers anyway. I'm pretty sure he hired Vic Joseph, too, if, if, if my, my information is correct on that. So. I don't think he's advers- against the kid, you know what I mean? Uh, and Cole's not like that anyway. So, but anyway, it, you know, I so like I said, I didn't get a chance to see all of Monday Night Raw, but I did catch the stuff that I said, um, and I did see the R Truth stuff with Elias, the farewell musical performance thing. I did see that, and the other thing I liked too, I did see. I guess that's someone I thought was Mysterio that he was basically going to retire. He's about to take his mask off. Then his son, Dominic, comes on the scene, which was a big shocker. The timing was great. Whoever sent Dominic in there at that time as Ray was unzipping his mask and taking it off in that backstage uh, interview with Charlie Crusoe was great. The timing for, for that kid was great. So I thought that was interesting. But uh, but anyway, so uh, so that's some of my just, just quick thoughts on some of the stuff on Raw um, that, that, you know, I noticed. Uh, what else? Also, a little kind of old news but I, I know i was tweeting a little bit during the ufc fight you know uh well cormier fought too he lost his title uh but that's not the fight the fight i was more interested in was nate diaz uh against Patterson and diaz was the victor and i i kind of i predicted it i thought he would win it um you know he he really you know Nate Diaz is uh, you know I know he's he's a character and stuff and his brother Nick was the same way they're two bad motherfuckers from Stockton California they're bad dudes I, I'm I'm a mark for these guys I like both of them I I really you know I followed Nick's career a lot and then you know Nate's obviously the younger brother and the thing is Nate like he's great you know in a clinch in a his his, his boxing his hand speed is tremendous. But his jujitsu is awesome. Also, you know, when he gets on the mat, he's a black belt in, in BJJ, and he's he's, you know, he, they've taken the Gracie style jujitsu, I believe, and put their own slant on it. Uh, the, the Diaz brothers, but it's a it's a it's a it's a Gracie based jujitsu style. You know, um, the thing is, he's a deadly man. And the matchup was perfect, and I knew he'd be Pettis because Pettis is more of sh- just tremendous striker, kicks, kicks, kicks. His kicking ability is insane. So what did what did Nate Diaz do? He took that away. He kept himself within about five and a half, six feet from Pettis the whole time. So every time Pettis would back up to get some range, maybe to think about kicking, you know, Nate Diaz, old school, just smother him, you know, smother him with four hands. You kept hearing one of the color commentators say. You know, Nate Diaz wants to stay in a in a phone booth. He's 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 in a phone booth. Well, most of you know what that means. That means he wants to be in a clinch. He wants to stay close and box and fight and slug 
while the other fucking kid, Pettis, Pettis wants to just kick, and he can't. So he basically just took the kid's offense away. And anytime we're going to the mat, you know, you know Nate's, Nate's going to have the advantage with his BJJ. So, you know, anyway, I, I just enjoyed I enjoyed the card. I, I you know, um, you know, it's a few shackles, you know, whatever, fuck, whatever. You know, I bought the fucking gimmick. I don't normally buy these things, but I bought it and I enjoyed it. I didn't feel like I was ripped off. I liked the whole card. I thought it was good. Um, so that's my deal on that. So hit you with that. Hit you with the other thing. I got to get into the NXT, the USA thing. Got to do that. Uh, uh, before we do that, though, well, it's time to take a little, well, water break. It's a standard here in Natasha. Big deal. You know, it's interesting. Um, my old friend JR, good old JR, Jim Ross, Boomer Suna Jones. You know, he and my other friend, my other new friend, Conrad, they put me over. They put me over on the, uh, they put me over on the, what do you call it? The uh, JR's podcast, you know, and they, they do a they do a deal where they were, people ask them questions, they ask JR questions, and so... They put me over, and I, I just want to say that I'm very appreciative of that. But what happened was, which was interesting, was I kept noticing while Jr. was doing his podcast. Now he'd laugh at me if he heard me say this. I kept hearing some kind of a liquid with ice banging into a glass. So Jr. was drinking something, maybe some club soda with ice, or maybe some water. Or maybe an adult beverage I don't know what he was drinking I don't care what he was drinking All I know is I'm like Now I never heard the words water break I never heard any of that If you remember when Conrad Thompson was on the Taz show It was a groundbreaking thing But not only that He actually was able to do a water break with me On the podcast Uh, Both of us drinking out of different uh, vials of water It's probably not the right word It was probably more of a glass or a bottle so I'm thinking, well, did Conrad Thompson steal my bit and tell JR? Then I'm thinking, nah, you crazy fuck, Taz. That's probably not what happened. It really is probably not what happened. Don't be a mock, Taz. Seriously. You are a mark. No, don't. I mean, I, that's probably not what happened. So, and I don't think it was what happened. So, all I know is I heard some kind of liquid. I heard some kind of ice cubes, whatever. But anyway, the big thing is they put me over, and I appreciate JR spoke glowing me, glowingly of me. Um, which I appreciate, meaning uh, with my past history as a color commentator. And they were talking about, well, you know, I think Conrad might have brought it up. I was like, wow, like saying about AEW or Taz with color commentary, you know, and JR was putting on Tony Schiavone and putting me over. And then Tony Schiavone ends up signing with AEW, which I should have mentioned earlier. But, you know, so congrats to Tony. That should be cool. WWE wanted Tony too, apparently. That's the rumors I heard. And uh, he ended up. Uh, cutting a deal and working something out with with AEW, so they got to have Tony Schiavone, Tony Schiavone back on TNT. That's something, right? <laughs> so uh, it's like the old school Nitro gimmick. But anyway, so I want to out here on the podcast. I'm fucking around a lot, but I want to thank Jr. and Conrad for both these guys putting me over like they did. It was very nice. Check out uh, check out the gimmick uh, Jr.'s podcast. So with Conrad involved with it, they both do a good job there. As I burped on my podcast You know why? Because I can do that And I mentioned Tony Schiavone Well, fuck We just jump right into some NWA music It's that simple Alright, so um, When we come back uh, From the break here I'm going to get into the big news Of WWE's NXT brand They're heading to USA The USA Network Uh, uh, uh This is a pretty big deal right here 
Tasho, sit tight. All right, we're back here on the Tash Show. So, uh, as I was talking about, this huge news of NXT moving to the USA Network. It's big. I mean, this is big. This is big. Moving to Wednesday nights, uh, two hours. Live, 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 live. Live Jones, two hours. AW, they're going to be live, and they're going to be on TNT on Wednesday nights. So, you got yourself a little bit of an interesting situation there, right? If you think about it, you got yourself... You got these two, um, you know, which, I, look, we know what NXT is. So we know they're going to put on a great show. It's going to be, it, the talent's excellent there. I mean, I'll get into that whole thing with talent and not talent and all that. Who's going to be, who's not, in my opinion. We know the roster, the talented roster of AW, and we've seen some of their stuff in their pay-per-views and, and everything that they've been doing in their promotion. And we know they, they have some legitimate talent in no particular order from Hangman Page to Kenny Omega to Cody Rhodes to the Young Bucks. Um, they signed Orange Cassidy, who's a very intriguing new talent. I mean, I'm missing a bunch of MJF. I mean, there's there's a ton of talent there, you know. Uh, um, so it's going to be interesting to see, you know, how this plays out for sure. First, I want to say, before I get into more details here, I don't feel like this needs to be like some sort of a competition, in my opinion. I don't. Um, if I'm AEW, I don't want that. I have to be honest with you. Now, we've seen what AEW has done a little bit. You know, Cody Rhodes with the with the, the throne and kind of breaking the chair up, like the Triple H thing with the sledgehammer. We've heard a lot of different shots and comments. We heard, you know, during the Hall of Fame speech when when DX is going in the WWE Hall of Fame, you know, Triple H. I don't know if he threw the first punch, but I don't. I can't remember who did it first. I, I feel like it might have been, um, you know, Triple H was making comments about them, and it felt like weird when Triple H did that. And there was a part of me like, why would he? put over a new company why would he give attention to him because if there's a lot of people maybe that aren't familiar with like casual fans that are watching wwe hall of fame then i'm thinking later on like maybe this is what wwe wanted maybe wwe wanted to ignite and start some kind of a, a you know a feud could be um because competition is good for business i don't know i i mean i don't know i i can't i'm not behind the scenes with triple h and vince even when I worked there, I you know I worked close enough with them, but not that close that you can hear that kind of stuff. That's really private stuff. So, you know, um, so I don't think that I would I wouldn't look at this as a competition. But too late because that's how everybody's looking at it, and and that's just how it's going to be perceived. And that's why you got to be careful if you're NXT. I'm sorry if you are um if you're AW, you know. They're, they're in a tough spot right now, AEW, and they got to be careful, and, I, and I'm not rooting against them. Tr- I tr- trust me. I have a lot of friends that work there. I I, I I, never met Tony Khan, never had a conversation, like a verbal conversation with him. I heard he's a great guy. I'm sure one day we'll talk. But I, I'm just saying, like, I, I don't I, – I I think you're in a, you could be potentially in a tough spot. Um, You could be in a very tough spot if you're AEW. For a few reasons Okay, so You went to Wednesday And I, whatever the reasons are And that was a good spot for AEW In my opinion Raw's gonna happen on, on Monday 
SmackDown, obviously, you know, USA lost SmackDown to Fox, and that's going to be later in the week. So you got Wednesdays open. Um, and, and you know, and you figured, well, NXT is on a WWE network. That's a subscription-based thing. So we, uh, we AEW, will be on TNT. We'll be on free cable. And really, you know, it's not really affecting unless you subscribe to WWE Network. It's you're not going against us, so we're not going against you because we're not on cable. I'm sorry, you're not on cable. You're under the WWE Network if you are NXT. This is like if I'm AEW thinking. And now this stuff happens where it becomes instead of being under the subscription base of the WWE Network for one hour, it becomes a two-hour show. And it's now you don't need to have the WWE Network to see NXT. And now you, um, you know, it's free on the USA Network for two hours, just like TNT's free, um, you know. Now I have DirecTV and both those channels like right near each other. So for me, that's cool. I can flip back and forth, easy Jones. Um, so this is where I think with AEW, it could be a little bit of a, a problem, you know. Um, and again, not rooting against them. And I'm, you know, I know a lot of you people love AEW and what they're about to do, and hopefully they're successful. I know that I do, and that's great. And I and I hope I hope they are successful. So y- 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 it's the TV deal here, okay? You have where wrestling, you know, hasn't been on the Turner Network in a lot of years. So people who watch cable or watch the Turner Network or TNT or what have you, you know, they're not, you know, their eyes not trained for, they're not, they're not trained that wrestling's on there or people that are into, you know, they're just not trained. They got to find this AEW. That's the first thing. USA Network, well, it's been home for WWE programming for a lot of years and it's always there. So you have a built-in audience already. The promotion for WWE is a layup on Raw with USA, with NXT. It's like layup city. I mean, you're going to get a steady diet of strong, solid, good promotion segueing from your three-hour. It's not a lead-in because it's a day and a half. It's two days later. But it's, you know, you got a three-hour promotional platform to educate the people who don't have the WWE Network. To educate them to what this NXT thing is And you should watch it for free On Wednesday nights for two hours And So that's That right there doesn't help AEW Because you got a Three hour show on USA That's been there forever With a solid rating rating for the most part And that people are conditioned That's where Monday Night Raw is And now that's going to be a, a Promotional tool To get people in the fall to watch NXT on the USA Network on Wednesdays. TNT don't have that. AEW don't have that. That's 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 a tough thing right there. So right there, that's a tough thing. You also have a much bigger, vast, deeper roster with WWE. They just it's it's why I'm saying it's not a competition. I've been saying this for a long time. You have two companies, one that's brand new and one that's been around for. Five decades? Four? I don't know how many decades. I mean, that's just the history of this company. Six decades. I don't know. I mean, it's like it's so thick and huge. It's a publicly traded company. It's a it's a fucking massive, gigantic thing. 
once you're on live weekly TV, I think the last thing you want is to go head up against the WWE. <laughs> you don't want to do that. Again, I'm not speaking of AEW, and I could be dead wrong, but, you know, I, I don't know, man. That's just, to me, it's just, that, that wouldn't, wouldn't make sense. I'm not blaming AEW. They didn't do anything wrong. They had their slot first, and then this happened with, with, with uh, USA and WWE, you know, NXT. So the roster, as far as the roster, I got to tell you, I mean, look, you got a situation where a lot of the talents that are on, and you, you guys know this, I don't have to tell you this, a lot of the guys and girls that are that are not getting pushed on the main roster were huge stars, huge stars in NXT under the, under the behind the subscription wall. Now, some of those people, like Asuka, okay, who's kind of like, they haven't done really nothing with her, like Robert Roode, Bobby Roode, because I always call him Bobby Roode, like Shinsuke Nakamura, you know, these type of talents, like a Finn Balor, these type of talents, and I understand Nakamura's the IC champ, I know that, but still, the push really is not, it's just not like it was with NXT, these type of talents you can instantly put in NXT and segue them back. Because NXT, I strongly believe, I, I really believe, it's not going to be looked at as a breeding ground anymore. Now, that being said, I don't want to contradict myself. I, I will tell you now, just to have an argument with myself here while you guys listen, I saw a video that, I don't know if it was Triple H, Pumped out today on Twitter Somebody, it was really cool, it was like three minutes long A WWE promotional thing for NXT And they had like some big Big name talents uh, form like, like The Rock, like Steve Austin Like like Shawn Michaels, putting over NXT with NXT is I think it was The Rock and he was He was uh, he was talking about how It's uh, it's a great breeding ground And stuff like that And um, you know, all true statements um, I was a little Surprised because this was this is new video to promote to get ready to start promoting what's happening, what's going to happen in USA in the fall with NXT. I was surprised because if I really, I don't, I don't think, I don't think they're going to go with this is the breeding ground gimmick, and this is, I think the main roster conversation is over. There is no main roster; it's all the main roster. But you know what? When I watch that video, I'm like, well, maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> maybe they're still going to push this as a breeding ground. And have some of the talents that are on the main roster, you know, work on NXT uh, regularly that they could get more TV time. Because now you're adding another hour. So, you know, that's that's a big deal. You know, NXT was always one hour. So I'm not sure. It's so early to tell what they're going to do. But that's the thing, too. You got to be careful if you're AEW. Now, you're going to compete with the, in air quotes, I'm doing it with my fingers, you can't see me, the... um. I hate to say it like this because it's not what it is, but like the minor league of the main roster, you know, the non-main roster, that's who AEW is competing with. Like, I don't, I don't know if you want that narrative out there either. If you're AEW, right or wrong, you know. So they're they're in a tough spot. AEW. I think the best thing for them to do is really not say anything about it and just worry about their own show. That's what I would do if I was part of AEW or part of the front office. You know, if I had a close bond with Tony Khan, that's what I would tell him. I would say we just need to do our shit and not worry about none of this other stuff. That that's what I believe. And you put out a good product and you put out good matches and you put out good commentary and good everything, you know, the people are gonna come. You you're gonna get your hardcore fan base that that are on top of, you know, 
the YouTube channels that Cody has and the Bucks have, yeah, you're going to get those. Those are guaranteed for you, no doubt. Those are your hardcore AEW fans. There is no doubt, and there's a lot of them, and that's cool. But you know, you want to get more. You need to get the casual fan. You want to get some of those WWE fans. You want to get them, the ones that want a different style action or maybe more action or what have you. But yet, WWE has been putting on a lot lot of good matches, a lot of physicality, and NXT is known for that. I mean, some of the the in-ring work in NXT is, is just tremendous. So, you know, it's a, this is a really wild time right now, and it's it's a great time not just to be a wrestling fan, but to be a wrestler or be in the wrestling business. If you're in the business, this is a great time to be in the business. Seriously, young people, young guys and girls in the independent scene, you got places to work now. It's great. You know, you got options. You know what I'm saying? You, you really do. You got options, and it's really, really cool. So I do think, though, like I'm saying, it's very important, like, what the – the perception is if you're going to look at it as a competition, then what is AEW inadvertently, not their fault, what are they competing with? Is it something that's looked at as WWE's main roster stuff, or are they still going to push NXT as a, the not developmental brand, but like as a minor league type brand? You know, if they, you know, that that's that's the thing. Like to me, that's. Like I said earlier, that's not, in my opinion, that's not a good narrative that I would think you want out there. But there's nothing that 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 AEW can do about that. <laughs> it's not their fault. There's nothing they can do. It's just a it's a tough spot. I mean, it's it's you know it is. Um, that video that I was talking about, um, it's uh, it's Triple H. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now on Twitter. Triple H put it out on the afternoon. Uh, well, as I record this, it's the uh, the 20th of August. So. He put it out. It's on his Twitter, and it's already got like forty six thousand views as I look at it. And you could—it's like it's almost four minutes long. Actually, it's it's over. It's like three minutes and fifty seconds long, something like that. And it just says, "Get ready." So, look, Triple H is here's the deal, right? Okay, and and I respect this about him. Okay, he's ready for a fight. Like he's ready. He's he's down right now. Down meaning positive. Like he's down for this fight. Like he's locked and loaded. Like he wants this. And he's got it. Um, and I got to tell you another thing. Uh, speaking of Triple H, there's been a lot of scuttlebutt leading up to this, that this move is going to happen with NXT going to USA. There's been a lot of scuttlebutt that Triple H will not be the head honcho and in charge of it, that Vince McMahon now is going to take control of it. Uh, I got to tell you, I don't think that's going to happen. I do think Vince is going to be knee deep with the XFL. Um, uh, so I, I don't see that happening with, with NXT. I think I, I, that would be a real kick in the nuts from Vince to Triple H to just take this thing over now. I, I, I don't see Vince doing that. I don't see him doing that. I just don't. So I, I, I know some people out there saying that kind of shit. I, I don't, I just wait and see here. I don't think that's going to happen. I think this is Triple H's baby. He built this thing with a small team of writers and production people he has, and they've done a fucking awesome job. And I don't think you're going to change that. Why? If it's, you know, the old expression, if it's not broke, don't fix it. If it's not broke, don't fix it. And that's where they are with with NXT. I I don't, Vince is not a dumb man. Well, somebody like, well, he's a control freak. Him and Kevin Dunn. You don't know Kevin Dunn and you don't know Vince McMahon. So stop. You don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, but he did it years ago on the rebirth of ECW. Okay, well, yeah, he saw it in a different light, and it was a different time where there was no competition, if you want to call it that. And it was a, and Vince was a lot younger, and he he had more time on his hands to delve into this. 
I don't like what they did with the rebirth of ECW. I thought it sucked, and I was part of it. I hated it, but it is what it is. Um, that's a lot of years ago. Okay, that's a lot of years ago. I, I, I don't see anyone being in full power of this NXT brand except Triple H. I'm telling you right now, he was the main cog behind it. It's his baby. He's built it. Yeah, sure, he was given... A big budget and money to do it and stuff through the company and use the platform of of the WWE and Vince gave him all those opportunities. Absolutely. That's a massive plus, you know, but he's really put a ton of time down there in Florida with this thing, with his team uh, to make this thing different than SmackDown and Raw. So, you know, I I don't see that changing now because it's, um, you know, it's look, you got Paul Heyman, who's. Uh, I, you know, creative uh, director, creative um, general manager, whatever the title is of Raw. You got uh, Eric Bischoff. He's the creative director, same title, creative director or general manager. Again, I don't remember the title of SmackDown. And now you got Triple H. Same thing with NXT. Uh, listen, uh, that's that's tough sledding for AW. I know a lot of you guys love AW. You're like, oh, they're the best. Listen, guys, it's about dollars. It's about, you know, numbers. It's it's about years and years and years and years and years and years of programming and talent and and shows and all this. AW selling out everything they announced they're doing TVs, Boston, Chicago, wherever, Chicago, I don't know, all over the place. And, And they're selling shit out. And that's awesome. And they're going to keep selling out because, you know, the first few times around those towns, you're going to sell out because people are intrigued to come see it. And that's great. That's a great job by AEW. That's great for their promotions and how they're doing it. And that's awesome. What I would do, just to give my, every once in a while, I do give free fucking consultant advice because I'm a knucklehead. I, I definitely would start getting promotion wise out there, other people. You need to grow the brand, and you, you, it's got to be. You got to have. We understand that that you know Cody Rhodes and 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 Brandy are big stars there, and 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 we've seen them out in the forefront. We know the young bucks also great talents, no doubt. Um, I I I think you know you got to get out there. I mean, Mox, you got to get Mox out there more. Jericho, you got to get out there. But my opinion, you got to get Hangman Page out there more. Uh, all, uh, younger talent, you got to start making other stars out there you, and before you guys debut. That's just my opinion. Again, um, I try to refrain from the free consulting because it's <laughs> I've been doing it for uh, close to seven hundred shows here. Well, not not all shows, but you know, what I mean, I've I've I gotta chill with that a little bit, and my boss gets mad at me. But uh, anyway, look, it's a massive move. For the WWE's NXT, for sure. It's everywhere. It's everywhere in all the trade uh, websites, Variety, all this Hollywood Report. It's everywhere. It's big, big news, big TV news, and that's WWE's PR putting that out there. It's a massive, massive thing. Um, you know, it also it, it also helps SmackDown with Fox It's because it's all good for the brand. There's a lot of exciting things coming in the fall with, with, with WWE. You know, Raw's going to have its home in the USA. Now, there's new news about about NXT, you know, on Wednesday nights for two hours, not on the WWE Network. Because maybe a lot of you guys can't afford WWE Network. Maybe you don't have it. And maybe you don't get a chance to see much of NXT. Now you can see f- for two hours every day. I mean, I'm sorry, every Wednesday. And now you get the big mo- news of, of Fox. 
you know, where SmackDown, it, I mean, you know, on Fox, it's, it's huge. I mean, so it's like there's a lot of exciting things. And then you go outside of WWE and you look at AEW, what they're doing, you know, and it's 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 great. They're going to be doing their show live on Wednesdays and TNT. It's huge. It's great for wrestling fans. And and then other companies will flourish and do flourish and do well. And, and like, you guys know I'm a big fan of what MLW does, right, with Court Bow and stuff. They do a great job. So hopefully those type of smaller companies can flourish and do well while these other companies are flourishing you know, and doing well. I mean, I I I, I remember that years ago with, with ECW. You know, we were going hard, and we were just the better business was for WCW and WWE in their wars. The more it helped us, and we weren't in the middle of the war. We we were the positive collateral damage, if that is such a thing. You know, so I don't know. I'm just saying, like I, anybody out there that's thinking, you know, it's a it, it's a it's this is it it's a war it's a war i i don't i don't think it is i I think it could be more lopsided towards wwe i might be wrong on this but we're gonna find out once they get rolling september 18th because that's when that's when nxt debuts on the uh on wednesday nights on the usa network which is right around the block you know here we are at the end of august so before you know it it's here and that's the other thing guys their structure wwe their business model nxt it's there their production team's locked in. They have years of experience. Just NXT. It's it's all locked in. They're they're ready. They're, they're on autopilot right now. They're just at another hour. That's like doing a pay-per-view every week. They can do this. They're production-wise, they're ready. I try, I'm telling you, anybody out there who thinks this is a real, real competition, you're wrong. <laughs> and I'm not trying to insult anybody in AEW. I just it's 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 idiotic to think that. Just think about the amount of shows and programs, just NXT alone, that they have done live with their team. There's a specific team. It's not the same people in the truck and Raw and SmackDown that are running NXT. It's not. It's a totally different deal. It's different. Their backstage stuff, it's different. It's a different team. It's it's all people under the same banner, but it's a team for this. They're in place already. AEW still got to get their sea legs under them. They got a lot to work out. You know, it's. I'm not saying they're not going to do great because they're going to do. AEW is going to do great. They are, but just let them be them. And as fans, watch what you want. You know, watch what you want. That's the beauty of this. We're in a catbird seat as fans. We really are. You know, so everybody loves a competition. Don't get me wrong. I know that. Okay, I know that. I mean, yeah, I get hung up in it too. Look, I, I, I'm quasi out of wrestling. I'm in radio business. I'm in the podcast business. I wish right now, I wouldn't mind, let's put it that way, before I start rumors, being in the middle of one of these wars. Because, you know, I I remember how competitive it can get and being in ECW and, and that we were the little engine that could and that we were fucking angry. We didn't have the resources and that while these other guys are flourishing, I remember that motivation. I remember that. I remember it being in TNA when... Hey, we're going to take a shot maybe on Monday nights. We're going to do something. And we were getting all, you know, and I was out of the ring by then, but it still felt good. You know, it felt competitive. You know, it, you know, we got our doors blown off, but it don't matter. It's like, it just, it, it, it felt great. I, I miss that. I do miss that. I ain't gonna lie to you. So, you know, look, this is great for wrestling fans right now. It's all good. You got to keep that in mind. They're, they're, it's, it's like sport teams, sports teams. You know, people love their team. They start ripping other teams. I get it. I understand that. Have fun with it. Just be smart. Don't be crazy with it. You know, it, it's entertainment. It's wrestling. You, you want to see AEW do well. You want to see WWE do well. It's good for when they all do well. It's good for MLW. It's good for TNA. It's good for Ring of Honor. It's good for 
the independence throughout the United States or Canada or, or, or the UK. It's good for all of this. You know what I mean? So I don't see it as a competition because I think it's, it could be lopsided because, you know, of everything I laid out in this podcast, all the years of programming experience just in NXT and, and the talent and the access, to, 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 to the accessibility to get the talent from SmackDown and Raw to, to make the NXT roster even stronger. I mean, dude, it's, it's, it's endless. And the, the, the built-in audience that's already there on the USA Network and the, the promotion of three hours on Raw that you could promote the fuck out of NXT nonstop to get people to watch on Wednesdays. Dude, it's, it's, I'm not trying to sell you the car here. I'm just pointing out obvious shit to me. So, you know, take it any way you want, whatever, it don't matter. But enjoy it. As a wrestling fan, it's going to be fun. The fall should be great into the winter. We're going to have a lot of cool shit to watch, and it's great. It's a great time, and I appreciate you guys. If you didn't subscribe, you don't subscribe to this podcast, you should. Okay, shame on you. It costs you nothing. Subscribe to the show. Rate me. Put me over on the Apple Podcasts. Five stars I want. Five. All right, guys, look, I thank you very much. I'm Taz. You're not. I'll be back with a Taz whole end of the week. All right, take care. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man And to be honest, I don't even have a top ten Me against the world, I've been doing what I really love Haters been hiding behind the screen, man, they movie cuts And when I'm back at home, it never feels the same Cause we've been doing our own thing, trying to stay up I wanna go back to days with no grades We ordered the kids meal, play ball, that's all day now I'm stuck looking at this Instagram page, but these likes on my picture don't result in getting paid now. I've been wondering where the party at, cause all of my concerns got me.